0: Welcome to Untold the Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Osama Gawish. The Taraweeh prayers are recommended prayers after the Isha' prayers during Ramadan. In many mosques, the Quran is recited in it's entirely over the month, usually by imams who have memorized the Holy Book. Last week, over a thousand Muslims gathered in New York to mark the start of fasting month of Ramadan by performing the Tarawih prayers in iconic Times Square for the first time ever. The event was advertised across social media, and around 1,500 meals were distributed for Iftar to break the first fast of the month. The event was covered globally by many media outlets, gathering a pro discussion on social media. Comments were divided between supporters of the event and disagreeing of choosing a place like Times Square for praying. Times Square is a major commercial area and tourist distinction in midtown Manhattan in New York City. It is one of the most visited tourist attractions, which draws around 50 million visitors a year, as per media reports. So, to learn more about this event, let's listen to this report from CBS News. Hundreds of people gathered in Times Square tonight to mark the beginning of Ramadan. The event's organizers tell CBS 2's Leia Mishkin why they wanted to break the first day of fasting in that iconic location.
1: The fast
2: goes from sunrise to sunset each day during Ramadan. 1,500 meals were passed around on 44th and Broadway Saturday night to mark the end of the first day. For Muslims, it's not just about fasting so that we understand how those who are food insecure feel. We actually are doing this so that we can become closer and more conscious of our Creator, our Lord, Allah. One of the organizers of this Times Square gathering is SQ. Muslims of New York City makes some noise. He explains parts of the Quran are recited each day during Ramadan until its completion. Eskew says he wanted this special prayer recited in the heart of the city for a reason. We're here to explain our religion to all those who don't know what Islam is all about. Islam is a religion of peace. People need to stop trying to disunite the Christians and the Muslims and the Jews and everyone. That needs to stop. Unity and preaching nonviolence, a message shared by all the people we
0: spoke with here. There's a lot of misconceptions about Islam. There's crazy people throughout all all cultures, all religions. And those small groups of people do not represent the... The majority. We're encouraged to pray.
2: Fast, do good deeds, give charity. The Quran is a divine revelation. It's the final revelation that was given to the Prophet Muhammad, who is a messenger in a series of messengers, just like Jesus, just like Moses. We are all united. You work with these people. You take the trains with these people. Like, we
1: are all really one. Ramadan is 30 days long. It ends on May 1st, and then on May 2nd 2nd is Eve, which is the celebration of the end of Ramadan.
0: Wow. This was a great event in Times Square, and many people, like we said in the intro, more than 1,000 people gathered there for the first Taraweeh praying ever in Times Square. So, to learn more about this event, joining me today, SQ. SQ is an Islamist motivational speaker whose mission is to help people revive their Iman. SQ's unconventional style of speaking and focus on topic topics which are impacting Muslims daily has allowed him to help and influence thousands of Muslims every day. You may know SQ for his viral dawah events titled Taraweeh in Times Square, which is our topic today. SQ focuses on helping people establish a stronger and deeper connection with their creator, all while showing his audience how Islam can be integrated in their everyday life by using his social media platform Way of Life. SQ. So SQ, thank you very much for joining me today.
2: Assalamu alaikum, my brother Osama. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you a lot.
0: Alaykum salam, and for our listeners, I encourage you all to just uh, retweet and share this episode on Instagram, on Twitter, on any social media platform to encourage people to join us and listen to this inspirational conversation with SQ. And also, if you want to join the discussion, just press the call button on the right. Uh, here um, you can see end room and there is a call uh, button. Just press the call button. You will hold in the queue and then the floors will be yours. And we have the first caller, Hussam. I will get to you soon, Husam. But uh, I want to start with you. As, um, and uh, I need your answer in two minutes. Like any detective, let me ask Go, you a yeah, three yeah. words question. Who are you?
2: I'm just a servant of Allah. Just Someone who's here to help people grow and help people reconnect with Allah and rediscover their iman. We all have iman inside of us, even the non-Muslim. Every human being, every son of Adam has iman in them. And unfortunately, it's been covered up by the sins that we do, knowingly or unknowingly. The Prophet Muhammad Wasallam said that every time you per- perform an evil deed, there's a black spot that gets put on your heart. What about those who may not know that they're performing a deed that's evil or who might be just heedless of knowing that? And every time you try to have a conversation with them about Islam, when they hear the Quran, it shakes their heart, it wakes it up, and it gets replaced with a black spot with a white spot, and the heart begins to shine because it's connecting with this creator. The heart has a beacon, and the beacon is Allah. Allah connects the heart, and when it hears the words of Allah, that's what it does. So my goal is to help people revive their iman. I'm reviving my own iman every single day. I struggle just like anyone else does, and my main goal is to just help people out. And I've been there, I've been on the worst of the mental health side of spectrums with suicidal thoughts and actually trying to commit suicide as well too. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved me from that. And I can understand what people feel. And I believe Allah allowed me to go through that so that I can understand how people feel so I can help more people out. So I'd say that's what my main goal or objective is.
0: Uh, I will come to this shortly, your suicidal thoughts and how to survive from this um but um how do you describe yourself as Q? you are influencer you are a youtuber you are what
2: i'm 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 a son i'm a father i'm a husband i'm a school teacher i'm someone who people look up to for inspiration every single day and for leadership and i'm just a slave of allah and i'm uh, i'm an abdullah you know i'm just a regular person and these are really nice titles and it feels good you know on paper that there's these nice statistics about me but The truth is, I'm just a really regular person who just wants to help the world one person at a time.
0: Great. And um, regarding that, we saw the uh, thoughts in the world we are living now with all disasters, frustrations and war and everything. Many people think about took their life. So how did you survive from these thoughts?
2: You know, the the story of this is much longer, but to condense it in just a, a few seconds, it would be, I called out to Allah without knowing I was calling out to Allah. I, I had no connection to the deen at all, subhanAllah, and yet I was in the last of my moments. I, w- I was finished with this life. Um, I was prepared to end it all. But before I did that, I in a, in a sajda type position, without knowing it was a sajda type position, I called out to whoever was listening. I said, if there is someone out there, if there is someone that's listening, help me through this. Show me what I need to be doing. And it was upon making that dua, without knowing it was a dua, that Allah slowly but surely just started uncovering and and paving the way for me. And my eyes started opening up and I started seeing that Allah was softening my heart and helping me through my trauma.
0: Wow. Okay, back to our topic. Taraweeh, prayers in the Times Square. Are you kidding me? Yes. <laughs> Why? How and where the idea came from? It's a jeep.
2: It's a jeep. I know it's a jeep. But you know, uh, brother, every single every Saturday, me and my team, uh, the ZemZem boys, we go out and we give da'wah in Times Square. We interview people and all these things can be set, uh, checked on my YouTube channel. And uh, I just know the, the power of prayer. You know, unfortunately, people are afraid of the masjids and sometimes we're not that welcoming in the masjids to invite people inside the masjids so they can see how we pray, see our culture, see how we interact, see how we break our fast even. So I I, I give dawah anyways. I always make these outrageous YouTube videos and you can look through my channel and you can see how outrageous they are. But I wanted to do something for the ummah uh, to connect us all together and I wanted to do something for the non-Muslims who are watching us, who surround us and watch when we do things. And I knew That if I, and and this is something that Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, inspired me to do, that I knew that if I played the Quran out loud in the best way possible, and I had the brothers, and I thought it would only be like 30 people, honestly. Allah is my witness. I didn't even know it would be that many people. I thought it would be like 30 people or so. Just sincerity. Yeah. They saw us pray. They would surround us and they would take their phones out and they would like ask us what is this and then I could give them a Quran I could talk to them about Islam and Subhanallah that day we gave out nearly two hundred Qurans I was just so I was just so like impressed by you know the mercy of Allah in this and one person even accepted Islam they took the Shahada that day that's what people don't even know and that was the beauty of it hmm. you know and it just it was ajeb for for the world to see like what are they doing but it was a da'wah event and that's what we did we gave da'wah someone accepted islam that was the win
0: but you know as may some people argue with this point you have plenty of masjids and mosques in the united states in manhattan in new york city why are going to times square
2: that's a an point.
0: iconic touristical yeah. place
2: Yes, and I think that's what it is, right? It's an iconic place where these things are not supposed to happen, right? Where you assume that it's not supposed to be there. When the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that all of the earth is a masjid, all of it is a masjid, and if we take it from that exact perspective, when the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, him, his companions Abu Bakr Siddiq, Umar bin Khattab, they were praying in front of the Kaaba, praying in front of the Kaaba that had over three hundred and sixty idols. Idols that they believed was one for every single day. It was inside the Kaaba. It was outside the Kaaba. They knew they were not praying to the idols. They were praying to the owner of the house uh, house of the Kaaba, which was Allah. We know what direction we're praying in. We know why we're praying. We know what we're doing. The pictures are above us. None of us are looking up. Any pictures that were below us, they were covered up. They were fully covered up. Any pictures that were on eye level, they were all covered up on our sides. And we mm. knew that the, the the khushu would be there, the angels would surround us, and they would be there wor- with us as well. And this would be a, a dawah event, spectacle for the non-Muslims to see what are they doing? What is this all about? And they could question things, and it was going to unite the ummah. And alhamdulillah, it did both of those things.
0: But, uh, do you think you're living in the United States? It's not a... Uh... Um, Islamic countries, so there is a freedom of thoughts, a freedom of religion, and we we all know this, but do you think Christians and non-Muslims could consider this event as a provocation?
2: Look, it's not my responsibility to know what people are going to think, because I can't control that. All I can Mm. control, my beloved brother, is what's in my control and what's in my hands. The fact that I was able to throw a prayer that was going to be amazing and It was going to be successful. That's all I could control. And the rest was in Allah's hands. Of course, people are going to say this might be wrong or you should have prayed in the masjid or something's going to happen. That's going to be anyone's thoughts. I mean, look, when we're giving da'wah to the people, when we're just going out and giving Qur'ans to the people, English copies of the Qur'ans, brother Osama, people have objections to that. Why are you giving them that? Why? They're not Muslims. They shouldn't be touching it. What if they don't have wudu? What if they don't have all these things like that? But we also have to remember that Islam is going to enter every single household. Every single household. And every single household needs to have a Quran. Of course, when they get a Quran, we teach them and tell them, look, this is the respect of the Quran. This is how you have to teach it. You cannot take it here, here, here. We teach them everything about this as well, too. And of course, Mm. it's freedom of religion. And the Quran is so beautiful that... When it's recited, and obviously we had some great reciters. Dr. Faraj was with with us as well. He has a gorgeous voice, uh, Barakallah. And people were attracted to it because it was just so beautiful. And the surahs that we picked had translations. So we had a giant big screen, 180-inch projecting screen. And we had the translations over there so that people could read what we're reciting. And during Tarawih, what did we recite? Surah Maryam because it was Hmm. strategic we wanted the people to read what does the quran say about isa and subhanallah we were able to do exactly that
0: yeah i, I would back to the, the screen the logistics and everything the authorities how did they deal with this um request about let us take Hussam, the first caller in this episode Hussam, if, the, if you just unmute yourself and go ahead please Hosam, are you with us
1: are you able to hear me?
0: Yes. Hello, Asams, how are you?
1: Assalamu alaikum, Asamsa, Assalamu alaykum, as-salamu alaykum as-salamu. How are you? Good, thank you. So I was actually one of the attendees. I had the pleasure of being at the first ever Taraweeh in Times Square, and I was asked by Brother Hamza here and the audience to join this conversation. Um, first of all, I would like to thank you and thank everyone who's covered this, uh, you know, this event in any way. I believe that a common question that is usually asked is the fact that there are so many mosques in New York City. Why did we choose, you know, Times yeah. Square, or why did ask you choose Times Square? Because I wasn't one of the organizers; I was just one of the attendees. Because, as and, and I, I guess I could supplement the conversation from from an, an attend an attendee's perspective, is I am I'm, I'm from Yemen, originally from Yemen. I was born and raised in Yemen, and I came to uh, the United States actually. Uh, in the heart of the Arab Spring Revolutions in 2011. And when I first arrived, it was a completely different environment from what we have right now. I remember like my first time going to the Times Square and I would have never imagined 11 years ago as a, a you know a recent immigrant that one day a thousand or more Muslims will be praying in Times Square. Um, and then like between that time and now, Between 2011 and 2022, we had that interval of the Donald Trump presidency and the high cup and Islamophobia. And in that period, I actually interned for an organization uh, called CARE, the Council on American Islamic Relations, whose main focus or the reason for existence is combating Islamophobia and protecting the civil rights of Muslims. And we would constantly um, get cases of abuse and hate crimes that would happen in New York City that we were dealing with. And just to mention a few, one of them was actually my friend who I went to college with. Uh, I receive a report. I'm taking in the call. And I'm asking the person about the details of where the crime took place, what's the name of the victim, blah, blah, blah. And it turns out that he was actually one of my uh, friends who I went to college with. And he was a victim of, you know, uh, a hate crime. And an- another uh, incident that took place was actually at Ramadan. It was a hijab-pulling um, incident. Uh, it was a, an African-American sister who was on a city bus. And somebody just, you know, basically started insulting her and pulling, back, uh, pulling her hijab off of her head. Um, so these incidents you know still take place and uh, at the end of the day we are a part of you know the society in america because no matter what we are a part of the the we we're, we're are part of the american fabric and we have the rights and should enjoy the same privileges that you know any american should enjoy and i i always tell the story when people ask me what was the experience like So SQ and uh, everybody was there actually a lot earlier than I was. They had the iftar and they stayed between Maghrib and Isha. I got there around Isha time. And as I am coming out of the train station, I get off and on the block before, you know, before where the prayer happened, there was a group of people doing, uh, you know, breakdancing and the whole block was closed off and I... And I, I I really love that. And I, I, I think it testifies and it says the story of New York, how everybody is doing their own thing, minding their own business with, you know, with the tolerance. Like me, I'm going to pray. These people are doing their thing. I'll stop by if needs be, if something grabs my attention and I'll continue, I'll continue with my day. And some of the people I actually, I noticed that some of the people who were, you know, watching the spectacle of hmm. uh, breakdancing which happens on a daily basis Ended up actually walking towards uh, Salat al-Taraweeh Where the Salat was being held And some of them stopped by Some of them, you know, asked questions And one of them that, you know, that saw me passing by From where the breakdancing happening I was the most familiar face to him So he, he started walking towards, you know, the crowd So I, I approached him and he was asking me what's going on And I was able to explain that to him And he said that's that's something that's beautiful Yeah. But um,
0: Hussam, I I have a question um, to you before I I, um, get back to ask you. um, You mentioned that the Islamophobia and the rising of Islamophobia in in the United States. So my question is, by praying Tarawih in Times Square for the first time ever, you are helping to um, increase the Islamophobia or you're helping to decrease the Islamophobia?
1: I believe we're helping to decrease it significantly because... Um, I, I, the question that was raised earlier, I believe, is a flawed question of like, there are like a lot of mosques in New York, and that is that is a fact. I believe, uh, with the statistics that we have, it's almost 300 masjids in New York City alone within the five boroughs. So, there, it's true, there are, are hundreds of masjids in New York City. But when people walk by the masjid, they always wonder, what are the Muslims doing in there? What are they asking? Like, what's being preached? What do they learn in their book? So, mm. and, 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 uh, for example, in the UK and in d- different countries in Europe, even in the United States, we often have um, open mosque days where we open the messages to the public for everybody to walk in. But basically, I believe what SQ did was extremely innovative of bring that open mosque day to the street. So by doing so, yeah. you're allowing the American public and in, in, uh, actually the international world because, you know, I, as you said Uh, Times Square is a tourist attraction, so there were people who might have never gotten a chance to interact with a Muslim or would have never even thought about going into a masjid, even on an an open mosque day. So there we were there for the public to see. They saw exactly what we do inside those masjids or those questions and suspicions were answered. We just pray and kneel and say these beautiful, like recite this beautiful word of God. And another component I I believe that is missed out on people is that questions were answered uh SQ brought and hit the team they brought a basically a uh, a huge screen and the verses of the Quran that were being recited were being displayed on the screen for the people to read and in between maghrib and isha questions were answered uh, qurans were distributed uh i believe it was 200 copies within 5 minutes to people mm-hmm. who might have never you know interact with Muslims in any other Okay, Hussam,
0: please stay with us. I I will get back to you again. But the question that the point Hussam raised regarding the Islamophobia in the United States, do you think your events decrease or increase the Islamophobia in the United States?
2: By by the permission of Allah, it decreased it. And let me explain why. People need to understand that Islamophobia is basically a cry for help. People do not understand what Islam is about. They're afraid of what they don't know. And the more they are educated, the more they know about something, the more their guards and their walls go down. Okay? So, when we are thinking about how can we perform this event and how can we do something that will educate the masses, this was the point of it. And Hussam, brother Hussam, mentioned a very good point about it being an international audience. We wanted to take back this message of Islam back to their home countries too. You know, it wasn't just about New York, it's about t- uh, bringing this event. Like he said, this open mosque day to the people, and we brought the da'wah to them instead of them wondering what's it all about. So of course it decreased the Islamophobia by the permission of Allah. And just think about this perspective. New York was synonymous when it came to Islam with 911. 911 was one of the most synonymous things with New York City. Now it's Tarawi in Times Square, one of the other biggest events that's happened by the permission of Allah. So it will decrease Islamophobia because we're educating people and we're, we're taking down their defense mechanisms of fear because they're getting to see what it's all about. And Brother Hussam was right. There's so many questions that were answered. So many people came up to us to talk to us about uh, certain topics. And we were, by the permission of Allah, able to answer those questions in a beautiful manner. And that's what it was all about. It was a dawah event to invite people to the goodness that Islam has to offer, not so that people can convert to Islam. That's not what it was yeah. about and that message was made clear. It was so that people could see what Muslims and, and Muslims do and what Islam is about. And what does Ramadan mean to us? Why do we even fast? What is this Quran that's being recited? And uh, why do we have this giant prayer of ours? And that's what took place. And I believe, like I said, by the permission of Allah, the Islamophobia definitely would have decreased. And we would have won some hearts over that day.
0: Okay. And I, I think there is um, a fundamental role for the authorities here um, to give you a permission about this um, events. How did the authorities deal with your request?
2: You know what, SubhanAllah, Brother Osama, like, it really was a miracle from Allah because the biggest problem would have been to get a permit from the New York uh, Police Department. And uh, I approached them after making a lot of do'a, Shaykh. Honestly, Osama, Brother Osama, Hmm. I was making a lot of do'a. Like, I was in, prior to this, I was in, um, I had went for Umrah, And wallahi, Allah knows how much I was making for this event. So before it even went public, I was working on it constantly, quietly behind closed doors. And when I called the New York Police Department and I spoke to the the people in charge, the captain, the detectives, you know, and I said, listen, I want to do this religious event. It's the first of Ramadan. I want to bring people together and I want to do this to so that people can understand what Islam is about. Wallahi, Allah had softened their hearts and they weighed. They said, what day? I told them the day, the day, and they just made it easy from this. They said, no problem, brother SQ. No problem. We'll make it happen. We'll send some of the people. Now, hmm. the problem happened. The problem did happen when there was a press release about it. There became a press release the day before. And the detective called me, brother Osama. He called me. He said, SQ, what are you doing? What's really happening? I said, listen, Detective Dugan, I don't know. I just posted it. I thought it was going to be 30 people showing up, and this went viral. I don't know what to do. He said, listen, the City Hall has contacted me. They're on top of me for this. Now we're going to make sure, since there's thousands of people coming, we're going to make sure we provide you with NYPD support and officers. I thought, Brother Osama, that Hmm. hours before the event, he was going to say we cannot do this. I thought he was going to say that to me. But they Allah, wanna cancel it. Allah, He just made it out. He said instead, he asked me, do you have enough food? I said, yes. He said, okay, make sure that you guys clean up after yourself. I said, listen to me, Detective Dugan, we're going to leave Times Square a better place than when we received it. He said, no problem. He took hmm. care of everything on his end. He gave us more officers to protect us. Of course, Allah was protecting us, but he protected us as well through the officers. And alhamdulillah, everything went by smoothly.
0: And uh, what about the the screen, the the, the other facilities? Did, did the authorities give you some precautions? Did they give you another facilities in, in, in the square, or what happened?
2: Shaykh, let me tell you something, brother Osama. When Allah is with you, it just makes it one, two, three. They did give me problems, of course they did, but. Allah just softened their heart and he made it happen for them. So it was simple. So yes, there was a lot of issues to take place. Like it was nearly impossible. And people are going to see the YouTube video when it officially comes out. It's like a movie for the whole thing, Brother Osama. Like It is absolutely epic. And people are going to see the problems. Like before 24 hours, it was not going to happen. Like the permits, the issues that we had, literally this whole event was done by, by doas and miracles from Allah. And yes, there were so many problems. But Allah sorted, it out, sorted out all of it for us. And alhamdulillah, we were able to do it.
0: You know, in any movie or series, SQ they reveal the behind the scene of this movie. So would you tell me more about Tarawih and Times Square behind the scene?
2: Of course. What would you guys like to know about it?
0: Everything. What happened from the, 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 the day one until the, you say, okay, istaqimu. We, we, okay, are mashallah,
2: prank. Allah, mashallah, <laughs> mashallah. Well, look, I don't want to give away too much because that's what the YouTube video is going to be for. But to tell you a little bit, to just give you 24 hours in advance, uh, you know, the whole thing, like I told you, Brother Osama, it was naturally, it was just made from du'as, really. There were so many issues that were happening because not only did we need a permit for the sound, for the location, but then we needed a permit for the generator, which was a separate permit, separate department and everything like that as well, too. And there came a point, and only my wife knows how much I used to cry about this. Like, really, I was crying, just making du'a to Allah, just crying. Please, Allah, just sort this out for me. Because I hadn't posted it. I was afraid to post the event because there were so many moving parts. And then it was six days before the event had to go. And I just said, Bismillah, let me post it. My permit didn't come in yet. My generator permit didn't come in yet. I had no permission about the big screen. I had nothing going for me. And I said, look, I know Allah is going to sort it out for me. And then subhanallah, I will tell you one really miraculous thing. So when I say it's a miracle, let me tell you why it's a miracle. The person that I spoke to, I was over the due date. Permits have to be submitted within a specific window of time. And I had missed the whole time. The whole time it was completely missed. It was gone. Khalas. There was no way happening. They told me I had to go to my local precinct to get the permit. So I went to my local precinct and subhanallah, I knew the person who was there. So I thanked Allah, I said, Allah, this is amazing, I can, I can now get the permit, maybe maybe his heart is softened. he knows me, maybe it all works out. He tells me, no, he can't do it. Why? He said, because that's in Manhattan, we're in the Bronx, it's not going to work. I said, okay, okay, no problem. I turned back to Allah, Allah, please help me, help me, help me. He said, look, brother, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to work on Tuesday, this was on Sunday. He said, I'm going to go back to work on, no, no, this was Friday. He said, I'm going to go back to work on Tuesday and I'll let you know. Okay. Hmm. So, come Monday, okay, come Monday, I get a call from the New York City Department um, from Manhattan, the people who are in charge of the area. He calls me, he's saying, Hey, is this SQ? Because I know that you wanted a permit. I said, Yes, 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 that's me. So, we spoke, we spoke, and you know what? We, he was able to say, Issue the per- permit, no problem. Alhamdulillah. I'm grateful. I'm praying to Allah. Thank you, Allah. Everything is good. Now comes Tuesday, and the original, det- uh, the original officer call like text me and says hey sq what's the event details so i can submit it for the permit so i could talk to the people in manhattan yeah i said hey officer uh you know officer i say his name you know officer the, it all went smoothly thank you so much for connecting me it all went they gave me the permit everything is good to go officer thank you so much officer graham he said you're welcome sq but i didn't do anything i didn't even call the people yet and i said what subhanallah there was someone, Brother Osama, some soul, some amazing servant of Allah that I will never know who they are. They contacted the NYPD on my behalf, gave them my number, and they called me. I didn't even mm. call them. So this is just one example of a miracle that we've seen in this whole thing. And w- the day of the event, you know, my, my team consists of myself, who I, I told you professionally, I'm a school teacher. you know, yeah. the, the math. The math for all the calculations of how much everything was cost was done by my students in in my school. They calculated for me. We created math problems and equations for them to solve. So not only were they earning their credit for the class, but I was getting information for my event. I was so crunched on time that the math that they were doing was solving my problems, alhamdulillah. So they were crunching the numbers for me and they were excited for me and all this events that is happening and taking place. But the event consisted of me and my team. My team ranges from the ages of 17, the youngest, and the oldest is like maybe 22. That is the youngest that we have. The oldest is 22 years old, subhanAllah. Mm -hmm. So this was people who are not professionals. I'm not a professional organizer. Brother Hussam is a professional organizer, mashallah. Like he knows that he's doing barakallah. Like he's really, really amazing. But Mm -hmm. me personally, I don't know what I'm doing at all, Sheikh. So when it was my time to do this, like I said, it was just du'as. Strictly du'as and good intentions. Sincerity and du'as. Is what carried this whole event and Allah blessed it more than I could imagine. I told you, I thought that it was going to be barely 30 people there and subhanAllah nearly 2,000 people attended that Tarawih in Times Square and the rest is history.
0: Yeah, and as I said, Esq, in my intro in this episode, there is um, a plenty of media organization globally covered this event um, in, in the United Kingdom, in, in the United States, but um on social media, there were a division, and there was an, uh, a debate between people, even the the, the old Muslims, and express some of them express reservation about holding the prayers at the Times Square, pointing to safety concerns and inappropriate advertising billboards. How how do you did you follow these reactions?
2: You know, it's really interesting because. I when, when I created the event, I never thought about these things at all. It was not even something that came to my mind because it wasn't about that. I know what the event was about. I knew what the intention was all about. So I never never considered that. And there's a lot of people who have reservations about praying in public, period. 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 Like, forget Times Square. If you were to pray in a public park and someone was to walk by, some people might feel like, oh, you're showing off. Why not go to the masjid? Well, why, why do you have to pray in front of the people and make a spectacle about it? There's some people, uh, Brother Osama, that have, you know, certain feelings and c- certain issues with their own niyyah, their own intentions. And what they do is they project them upon me and other people as well, too. So I never, I never took offense to it because I know it's coming from a good place. There are brothers and sisters in Islam. They're not some haters. And, you know, it's sad why the Muslims aren't supporting. It's okay. You know, we're allowed to have differences of opinion. Nothing that we did was haram. Nothing was incorrect. The people that we consulted with, they said, sure, that's totally fine. Because you're praying over here in the area. The masjid is all over. We know all of the lands is a masjid. Alhamdulillah. We got there early. We made sure everything was clean. Everything was tidy. We took care of our own due diligence as well. Hmm. But what was interesting was that there was this one news article. I'm not going to even say their name. Because it's it was sad how they did it. Really, wallahi. Hmm. like It showed the hypocrisy in our hearts and how... We need to really purify our hearts and become better people because they had approached me saying, hey, Brother SQ, I'm from such and such media outlet. I, you know, I want to highlight your event because it's such a unique event. And I just want to ask you some questions. I said, OK, let's go. You know, that's cool. And um, they started asking me questions about it. And it was regular questions, regular questions, totally regular questions. Yeah. And that, the Nia of how they approached me was that they were going to highlight my event. When the article came out that very same day or the next day or whatever, it was the complete opposite. It was saying how this is a controversial event and it tried to show it like, oh, this is a bad thing and it shouldn't be done. And I'm just doing this for whatever reason. And I'm like, wow, subhanallah, like look how the journalism has become. And I was, wallahi, only Allah knows how sad I was from that. I was really like, I was heartbroken. This is less than 24 hours. This is less than 24 hours from the event. Hmm. and i my energy my my level and i'm fasting that day because it's now officially ramadan and i'm just i'm really heartbroken allah knows allah is my witness i was heartbroken because i'm like wow i i didn't know if i was upset because of what they said about me or how they did it you know because it was such a it was such a conniving sneaky snaky type of way Hmm. Astaghfirullah, may allah forgive them like it was so bad and i'm like wow like you know, why do we need enemies outside? Why why do we have to worry about Brother Osama? Why do we have to worry about Islamophobia when amongst the Muslims we are our own enemies? Why, why do we have to worry about someone else? Why do we have to worry about someone else doing this to the Quran or this or that? You know, when we have people amongst each, uh, each other who are willing to, you know, portray something in such a negative way. And it was just so upsetting to me when that happened. But my wife, again, she had to talk to me. She had to say, It's okay. Look, this is fine. It's fine. The event's going to go smoothly. Inshallah, everything's going to be fine. And what made it so amazing, Brother Osama, was that CBS, a way more bigger uh, journal, uh, a news platform yeah. than them, and they were non-Muslims as well, they highlighted this event with more authenticity, more sincerity, and more clarity. Like even with that clip that you played, look what they're allowing me to say. I'm able to say Allah's name very clearly, I'm able to talk about the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I'm able to talk about the divine, how the Quran is a divine revelation, I'm able to say, they could have cut it out, but the the journalist, uh, Sister Leah, who was the one who covered the whole thing, Sheikh, listen to me, Brother Tama, she kept on coming to me to make sure she has all the details correct, all of Hmm. it, this is true journalism, true journalism. She came to me. She made sure that everything is spelled correctly. She got all the information. Why are we doing this correctly? Every single little detail, she made it. And that's why that news article that she'd written and that was posted came out so amazing. Because she came to it with an, an honest and earnest way to highlight it. Yet, on the side of the Muslims, they did it incorrectly. And when I seen that, I seen subhanAllah. Look how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can turn your fortune. Now, I, I oh,
0: think this, is, this yes. is the report I played at the, the beginning. Yes, it
2: was. Yes, it was. Exactly that, the report. And that's what's, yeah. what's so amazing, you know, because just 24 hours ago, someone did it in a sneaky way. and this But time, um, real- I, I have a
0: question yes. about this point, SKO. It, do you agree that it, it was a controversial event? It, it, is, it is abnormal, man, to, to just do a Taraweeh prayer in Times Square.
2: Yeah, I think it's pretty normal. You know, I I think we all think a little differently. And, you know, I'm I'm just really used to just being so open with my deen and open with my faith. You know, like when I go to work, most of the time I'm wearing a thobe, you know, and that's a very traditional Islamic wear. The hat that I wear, the kufi, the hat that I wear, the Islamic garment, I wear that to work every single day, my beloved brother. You know, people know at work that I am a Muslim. I, I carry myself. I have my sajada with me. They know that I am a Muslim. There's nothing about me that's ashamed of my deen or religion. And this is not to say that those who say are ashamed or they're shy. It's not that. But the way I carry myself is just a little different. And you know what, Brother Osama? I'm built different. And I am different. I am who I am. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of eccentric. I'm sort of an out, out you know, uh, I'm not an introvert like many people. I, I, I like to just make sure I do things. I like speaking to people and I like to showcase my deen. This religion yeah. was hidden from me for so many years when I came to Islam it It opened me up, it woke me up I, I didn't know what this was, and when you know whenever we have a nice product, think about a nice phone that you got or some nice product, you can't stop talking about it. I can't stop talking about Islam because it's changed my life, it's improved my life, it's improved the life of my family like i I, I, I know who Allah is, and I know that I have to spread Islam and teach other people about who Allah mm. is. This is my job. this is my job. this is why Allah has put us over here, Brother Osama. If it was to the companions, if it was to the earliest and, Muslims of the Salah, Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah if, go if ahead. If it was up Sorry. to them, Shaykh, why would they ever leave Mecca and Medina? Who would want... When, if you ever went for Umrah or Hajj, you never want to leave. Hmm. You want to stay there forever. You love it. You love the Kaaba. You love seeing it. You love Masjid al-Nabawi. You love being around the Prophet. You love the Rauda. You love the area. You love the city. Why would anyone want to leave the Prophet of Allah? Why would anyone want to spread? But... This was a command given so that we can give da'wah, so that Islam could spread. You know, if it was up to us, if it was up to the people, they would just keep Islam in Mecca and Medina, khawas, nothing. But
0: we have to. And I think there is another important point, Um, please One one year ago, do you think you could have been organized this event during Donald Trump presidency?
2: You know, you know what? That's such a funny, uh, funny question that you're asking because one, I never thought of it doing it one year ago, even though it might have crossed my mind, but I never thought of it like that. But if I would have been inspired then, if Allah would have let me then, I would have definitely done it done too, Shaykh. It it really wouldn't stop me. I really would not have stopped. But I was just inspired to do it now, so I did it now. If I had Hmm. done it during Obama's time, I would have done it then. If I was Hmm. old enough during Bush's time, I would have done it then. To me, it doesn't matter when. And inshallah, we're doing it again on April 30th. Inshallah. We're doing the Khatm al-Qur'an we're doing the Farewell to Ramadan edition, where we're going to be giving amazing, the, the dua at the end, inshallah, that's what I'm looking most forward to. We're going to read yep. the entire 30 juz of the Quran, and we're going to do it again, inshallah. And more people are going to come, inshallah, by the permission of Allah. So yes, if, if it was the time of Donald Trump, man, it would have been probably even crazier. But hmm. you know, he, he was not the best of rulers and leaders, and he promoted this Islamophobia and racism. So alhamdulillah, it didn't happen then. There was some, some goodness behind it. But Allah did it now, and Alhamdulillah, it worked
0: out. Yeah, and, and my last question is Q, and um, I will follow up with you in the, the, the last day of Ramadan, of course. But the question is, were all the feedback or the reaction about the, the first day of Ramadan, it, were it, it was all positive reactions? There is, weren't any negative feedback or reactions?
2: You know, you know what, Brother Osama... When you're in this line of work, you know, when you're in this line... Of, okay, so, and this goes back to any other time of the Prophet Muhammad saw time too. There were so many people encouraging him to stop this message. Just stop mm-hmm. it. Like, just stop it. Please stop it. If you want this, we'll give you this. If you want that, we'll give you that. Just stop doing this. This is dividing yeah. our children. This is taking it away from us. Please stop. And we know the famous hadith. We know the famous narration of that if you were to put the sun in one hand and the moon in one hand, I would never stop. Because... This is a divine message that needs to spread. Brother Osama, I don't care if it's a positive uh, comments or just negative comments. I'm going to do what I have to do because this is what Allah has commanded me to do. As simple as that. Before, I told you, I did not expect even 100 people to come. Not even yeah. 100. Not even what I thought that the most I can pull is 30 people. The most. I don't know who would want to come. It's the first of Ramadan. I was worried that people won't be with their families. Allah knows my niya. I was concerned about the people. I was like, I don't want to make it inconvenient for them. They've been fasting all day. I don't want them to feel, you know, they, people like to open their fast with their families. The first day, the fam- I don't want to take that away from them. So I didn't expect many people to come. I was worried about that because Allah knows like, my, my intentions. But I said, look, whoever comes, the Quran is going to be playing. We're all going to enjoy it. Bismillah, khalas, we're going to do it. And I didn't care about positive comments or negative comments. It doesn't phase me because this message of the deen of Allah needs to be spread. And I don't yeah. care what, what people will say about it. This has to get done. And it got done. And alhamdulillah, Allah honored it. Allah honored it. Not me. I didn't do anything. Allah honored it. I had nothing to do with this. I didn't share. Shaykh, look at my timeline. I shared this once. Once. I didn't even talk about it again. I shared it once and I never posted yeah. about it again. And it all spread by the permission of Allah. So positive comments, negative comments, we got to stay in the middle. And this is advice for anyone's mental health. You know, forget Tarawih in Times Square. If you're looking at comments on, under your videos, as a YouTuber, this happens to me a lot, a lot of the times. If you only look for the positive comments or the negative comments, no, it's going to mess with you. Focus on the intentions. Focus on the niyah, Focus on pleasing Allah. Focus on making sure that your Rabb is pleased with you. The only positive comments I need is is how Allah mentions my name amongst the angels in heaven. How he mentions me amongst the gatherings in paradise, in in, in the heavens, in a better gathering. That's what I want. And if Allah is pleased with me, if Allah is satisfied with me, that's all that matters, Brother Osama.
0: Brilliant. Thank you very much, SQ, for joining me today. It was a great conversation. And I will follow uh, up with you your next event in Times Square. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Good luck.
2: So thank
0: you everyone for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone, and see you next week. Bye.